I'll invite Marvin up here to share, and I don't know if it should come with a warning, but I, I'm, I'm going to trust that what he has to share is, is going to come as encouragement to you, but, but here, listen to him clearly. Listen to what he has to say. Listen to the dynamics of this uh, story and testimony that, that he and I have shared together that I, I think is important for us to hear. I've been talking about <clears throat> how, um, like John said, everybody gets to play. But at the same time, there needs to be a monitor on the playground <laughs> and uh, to help discern, to help guide, and to uh, even discern who speaks and who does not speak. But there's a story or a, a, something happened that I was told by a person that was there. And this was many years ago and in a land far, far away. So, um, not so far away. Well, yeah, not so far away, but it wasn't here, put it that way. <laughs> and... Uh, yeah, no one here knows these people. But it was in a church service, this happened, and uh, a woman came to the mic and gave a prophetic word. She singled out a man in the congregation and told him, as from the Lord, that he was going to commit adultery and leave his wife. Yeah. Church leadership didn't know what to do with that, I guess, and they let it stand. And the man did exactly that. The, it becomes really bizarre when it turns out that the woman he committed adultery with and left his wife for was the same woman who prophesied to him. Now, there's a lot of things that are going on in that that uh, are just wrong. But he did. And it was... Uh, I think maybe a year, maybe less than a year, I'm not sure on the timing of this. But uh, one day someone stopped at the house and told me that uh, this guy was, had been driving into town and had uh, slid off the road and was in the ditch. And I think it was like a real early spring, some snow and ice involved. But uh, he had asked this man to come and ask me if I could come and pull him out. So I well, I'll try. But I got the tractor and drove down the road, I think like five kilometers looking for him. Found him and he was, he was definitely off the road. And uh, his vehicle was just like down a, maybe a four or five foot embankment and in a little musk cake there. And uh, so I looked at it, well, I don't know if I'm going to be able to get him out or not, but I'll try. But as I was starting to work, I was thinking, this is an incredible picture of this man's life. He was a believer. 
he, but in this situation, in this time of life, he's off the road. And interestingly, he was driving an SUV, uh, the Expedition. And uh, wow, this is this whole thing is just a picture of his life. And he's and there's no way that he's going to get out of this mess by himself. He's going to need some help. And so I started working, pulling this way and that and doing different things and was making progress, but I thought, I've got to talk to him before he gets out of this ditch and is headed off to town again and he's gone. So while I had him, I... I, uh, (laughs) I stopped after a while and I, I got off the tractor and I walked up to him and I told him, your life does not have to be this way. And he was just stared at me like almost surprised. And I didn't say much more than that. I forget what else I said, but he just stared at me as I spoke. And then he said, you're the first person that's ever told me that. See, he had received a prophetic word a word from the Lord. Obviously, the manifestations, the way it was done, it was done and said in the name of the Lord. So therefore, but where's the discernment? Where's the, where's the knowledge of the nature of God? You know, there's, again, there's so much that's happening there. But he said, again, you're the first person that's ever told me that. And I'm not sure who else might have spoken to him after that, but that was a turning point in his life. And he began to make some changes. And by the grace of God, who, was, who never gives up on us, <laughs> he never lets us just go. But this man made some changes. He left the woman that he was living with and went back to his wife. He came back to the Lord. And is to this day a respected leader in his community. We may blow up, but Jesus never gives up. He never quits on us, always calling us, drawing us back. But this whole thing of discerning and guarding ourselves, and uh, we want to hear. We want to hear from the Lord. We want to know his heart. We want direction. We need direction. We need... It's just so good to, to hear the Father's love spoken to us. And it, of course, can happen in many ways, whether it's a prophetic word or a song or a scripture or creation itself can, can speak to us, and the Lord can speak to us through creation, rather. But what do we do when we hear a word? 
what we do when we uh, hear the voice of the Lord. There's a scripture, a familiar one, Philippians 4. It says, uh, be anxious for nothing, verse 6, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all comprehension, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. And in this scripture, it says, uh, make your requests known to God through prayers and supplications. And so when we're doing this, we're wanting to hear. We're not just speaking to God, but it also says supplications. We have a request. We, need, we have a question or we need direction. We're asking for something. And so we need a voice. We need the voice. But what does it sound like? What does it look like? After Yvonne died, there was a time when, uh, a long time, when I was just, I don't know, I can't hardly explain or communicate with the, the, the turmoil, the, the pain, and I needed to hear the Lord. And I did, in many ways, very accurately from this, this group. I'm so blessed by the time that I've been here. But there was a time when I was, basically, I was seeking the Lord on my own, by myself, without going to other people for um, clarity, for direction, to help discern. But I had this request before the Lord, and I heard, finally, I heard. And I was amazed at the answer. But I thought, this, this has to play out, though. I've got to, the Lord, Lord, you're going to have to show me by letting it play out. And because I'm, I, yeah, you're just going to have to show me. And time passed, and then through different ways, uh, it became clear that the voice that I had heard was not the Lord, which threw me for another, <laughs> that was another huge blow. And I was wondering, how did that happen? How could I have been praying and seeking the Lord so diligently, and I heard clearly an answer, the answer, but it wasn't. And I began to, I think the Lord began to um, talk to me about this verse, and I began to look at that again, and uh, there's some things here. Be anxious for nothing. I was very anxious. Mistake number one. Violation of scripture, number one. <laughs> I was not in agreement with, with the, the scripture. But in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving. There was no thanksgiving. Or 
very little. I will say no. <laughs> In other words, I wasn't trusting the Lord to give an answer clearly in his time. I wanted it and I needed it now, I thought. So I was anxious and there was no thanksgiving for his answer and his time and his heart for me, which is another thing. I didn't have, well, trust was being rebuilt in, a, in my relationship with the Lord at that time. And so there was no thanksgiving for his answer in his time. And the peace of God will guard your heart and mind in Christ Jesus. There was no peace. And I always, in reading that uh, over the years, I've uh, been reading that, that verse, I've often wondered, guard your heart and mind from what? See, here we have a request we want to hear. And we want a prophetic word. We want to hear the heart of the Father. We want to know. We need direction. But it seems to me, and in my experience with this, guard your heart and mind from the wrong voice, the wrong answer, a misdirection. That is one of the, uh, at least, that's one of the things it's talking about. But the peace. If there is no peace, there is no guard. Peace is an amazing presence. Like someone said, peace is not the absence of conflict. Peace is the presence of one will. And Jesus, of course, is the Prince of Peace. And we have peace with God through the Lord Jesus Christ in Romans 5.1. If there is no peace, that's a major warning. We need to find someone, and that's another point. Don't do this alone. Don't go off by yourself asking the Lord for a word without having someone that you trust to pray with you, to know what the situation is, to be walking with you through it. Don't go it alone. Be discerning, though, in who that person is, because that's, uh, <laughs> that's another major point, of course. But there's so much in, in the prophetic and the blessing. The, I've, been, I've been so blessed. But the discerning of leadership and the, and the direction in a group, and, and I've seen it happen in home groups and different, different ways where it feels like something is going, mm, is this the right voice? And the leader will step in and bring it back. I've seen that happen, and that's, <laughs> that's so good. But everybody gets to play, and yet, 
our goal for truth, for accuracy, to communicate clearly the heart of the Father, or when we have nothing, to say nothing. That's, that's happened to me a couple of times here as well. I remember I walked in here one Sunday morning and I got to about the center aisle here and a woman was coming this way and she just walked up to me and she gave me a hug and she looked up into my eyes and smiled and said nothing and walked on. And I thought, hmm, that was good. That is so much better than someone speaking when you have nothing to say. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I have been, like I said, so blessed by the prophetic gifting in this community. But I really, and for the first several years I was here, David and Debbie were not really a voice in my life, but I honor them as much as or more than the voices that have spoken to me, the people, because they are the ones who value it and allow it, encourage it, knowing the risk, knowing the mess that can be made at times, but they have set parameters, they have valued it, and they have, this is a value that we have, let's explore, let's, let's move in it. And so I'm so grateful for David and Debbie and what, They have uh, encouraged and trusted the Lord to guide us in. And it's been so good. Thank you. So I'm parking the rest of some of my notes here because I just don't want to put anything else on that. Um, Marvin, while you're finishing up uh, talking, I, I heard this sort of like whirring or sort of stone moving sound. And I could, I could feel as if I could in my spirit of a sword coming down on the wheel and sharpening and laying in. And you know, you have to, it, there's a lot of skill to sharpening something correctly and sharpening it right. And you can't be in a rush. Every blade has its own character to it. And, and I believe that God wants us to be sharper. Sometimes we just get dull in, in the work, actually, working it so hard that sometimes it can be, it can get dull. You've got to work that again. So there's, there's not a single one of us that doesn't need to be sharpened 
in our sk skill. And, and I feel, Marvin, like just even with what you shared, and you did that so well. Because don't you know that's a hard story? When, when we talked about that story, I was quick into my heart and said, this is something we need to hear, but it is hard. And I'm like, where do we fit that in? How does that going to work? But I want to risk us sharing stories like that, just because it's very important for us to hear. I don't want us to shy away from ministering, for inviting the Holy Spirit to come and minister to us but it is important, first and foremostly, that we learn to walk humbly with God and men. Both. It should be obvious to God and obvious to those around us. And if we're real friends and we're having a struggle in that area, you know, real friends will come up to friends and, and lovingly and firmly bring correction when it's needed. This is good. And if we're faithful with the small things, God will give us more. But the more isn't our goal, guys. Jesus is our goal. Hearing and discerning what he's doing in the now is critically important because it's what happens in the now of people's lives that affects the trajectory for the rest of their lives.